the talk shop. You're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Naledi Muleo. Moving on to our mentor slot for the evening, I'm joined in studio by Mia Von Shah, who is a transformational parenting coach. Hi, Naledi. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad you, you're with us. And this is such a difficult conversation because we're talking about uh, the do's and don'ts of raising our boys in a patriarchal society. I'm not a parent, but I imagine that with... With you know the push and pull factors, you're just it's it's such a difficult thing to raise a boy because we're we're so, we're, we're trying to raise them to be strong, uh, but we're also trying to say to them it's all right to show emotion and that's that's a yes. difficult balance to to to, to, to pull to, to pull off. Yes, I mean I think raising any child is a difficult balance mm. to pull off, and particularly with boys, you know, um, we've come from an age past where boys had to man up Mm. you know you don't cry you don't show your feelings and we've learned obviously as we've gone through time that that doesn't work Mm. and all that ends up happening is that these boys are bottling up their emotions and it ends up coming out in violence and aggression so we know that's not the solution but I know a lot of parents are very concerned about that they don't want to raise these sissy boys who are going to cry every time someone stands on their toe and um, they get yeah. they get concerned mm. yeah and 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 so for the for a parent especially uh, actually not it's not just the mothers for a parent it becomes that and you're correct it's really difficult so what are some of the things that parents need to start thinking about especially at the youngest of ages all right so we're talking about uh, five years old when uh, children are able to express themselves uh, but they're also learning to maneuver their way around the world. Well, in fact, with all of it, you know, in the first seven years of our life, we lay down most of our conditioning. So we formulate our ideas about how the world is, who we are, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, all our moral grounding, all of that is laid down in those early years. Mm. So that's actually the most critical time for us to be working with our boys in the right way. And I think one of the most important things at that stage is to have a good male role model. Right. Because the boys are looking to the people in their life to determine how to behave. Mm. And that will determine how they behave later on. So if they've got a good role model, someone they can look up to and say, okay, that is how a man should be. You know, that's going to imprint in their mind. And later on, when they have to make decisions around how they're going to treat their wife or their child, they're going to have that imprint of those people who Mm. were present in their early life. Right. And you you, you obviously raise a boy to to have a lot of strength, obviously. And, And in today's society... We expect men to be the financial heads of the household. And, so, and that's not happening so much anymore. You've got women that are able to out-earn their partners. And if a child uh, isn't taught, a boy isn't taught early on how to be vulnerable and be comfortable with being vulnerable, that presents even more challenges in those situations as an adult. Yes. Well, I think the big thing there is around your sense of self-worth. Right. Because... You know, that that sense of the the man is the breadwinner and that's his role as protector and provider, you know, that's an outdated system now because women are very capable and, I mean, most women we know are out in the workplace earning, like you say, often earning as much or more than mm. men. And that can put men in a very vulnerable situation where if they don't have a sense of self-worth that's very intact, 
that is going to become an issue. Mm. And then those kind of insecurities tend to come out perhaps in violence or in depression. You're able to teach your son at home um, how to how to feel uh, and, and, and express their feelings and to be a strong young man as well. But they go out into society, a 14-year-old, and they meet other boys, and, 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 and their perspective on life begins to change because uh, society expects them to be big, tough boys. Yes, of course, you're going to get that, and you're going to get the peer pressure and everything mm. as they go out and expand into the world. But the main thing is if you've had that solid base in those first seven years, yeah. you know, if they've got that, and also if they know that at the end of the day they can come home from school or wherever they've been and they can be vulnerable and there is that safe space for them to do that where they're not going to be judged, they're not going to be teased, then they can put on that facade while they're at school or out with their friends and it's okay. It's not going to do them any irreparable damage. Mm -hmm. You talked about uh, some of the uh, the things that parents can do and you, you said that uh, you know having a male role model is a very important thing but we live in a country where you know there are so many single uh, parent families where a mother is heading up an entire family on her own so some of the things that those families should be thinking about well I think like you say there's a lot of single moms and a lot mm. of single grandmothers as well yeah. you know who are in an even more challenging situation when raising boys and I think you have to still keep that male role model in mind and for those families, you know, to bring in, whether it's an uncle or a cousin or a grandfather or even a friend of the family, that those boys are exposed regularly to good male role models. Mm. They're going to look for it in the world. So if you're not bringing it into the home, perhaps getting them to spend time on a weekend with an uncle or somebody that you trust that will to be a good role model, they're going to look for it elsewhere. So mm. then they're going to find their role models in their peer group or they're going to find their role models through the media mm. and then you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite frightening. And, and uh, well, just to give you, uh, uh, if you've just caught into, if you've just caught up with us and you've just joined the discussion, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of raising our boys in a patriarchal society. And to be quite honest, uh, masculinity is, is, is changing very fast. So as we raise our boys, we're asking, what are some of the traits and, ca and characters uh, that parents and caregivers should instill in children to groom respectable and modernized future men? Give me a call on 0891-104-207. That number again is 0891-104-207. And send your SMS to 34701. That's 34701. Um, I, I read an article earlier that says uh, patriarchy damages men too. And if you hear that sentence, you think, that doesn't make any sense. How is that even possible? What are your thoughts? That patriarchy damages, damages men too. Yes, well, absolutely. Because, you know, in a patriarchal society where you're bringing up boys to be the strong and the man and the provider, you are negating half of who they are. Mm. Because... Every man, every boy has a masculine and feminine side, mm -hmm. just as we as women have a masculine and feminine yes. side. So if you're telling them that half of who you are is not okay, you are doing such serious damage to mm. the self-worth as they grow up. So then they get trying to get rid of half of themselves and particularly that half that is gentle and nurturing, that part that will make a fantastic parent one day. Right. 
and and that's the part that you know when a young man grows up and gets married and has children that's the part that is then expected from the man to be played by the woman and he's not able to share in really just the freedom of being able to say you know what I'm not I'm not doing okay right now Yes, and you know, I see this even in the way that people are bringing up their boys. And the little boys go to play with their, their friends who are girls, and they've got dolls and prams and cots, you know, and they start playing, and the mothers sometimes, but often the fathers will step in and say, no, you don't do that, that's mm. not acceptable. And they don't want the boys to have even those kind of toys at home. But that's exactly real life. They're mm. going to grow up and have children of their own. And mm. how, if they've never had the chance to play out those roles anywhere, then how are they supposed to know how to do that? Mm. And then they do miss out. You right. know, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, raising children mm. and having that closeness with them. And if you feel you've always got to step back because that's not your male role... You know, you miss out on half your children's lives. Mm. Do you think that uh, certain groups in South Africa deal differently with the idea of male masculinity? And I don't want to talk too much about race, but it's still an important one where um, parenting is, is done differently in different cultures. And so the men uh, perceive themselves differently. Yes, there's definitely... Um some differences across different cultures. Look, I think that is also changing. You know, we have got such a mishmash now, especially <laughs> here in South Africa. Mm. And, you know, with our children being raised together and going to school together, there is a lot of crossover now where children are being exposed to other cultures and how they do things. So they're getting a broader range um, of experience mm. that they can draw from as they get older. Well, tell me a bit more about your work. So, uh, and by the way, we're speaking to Mia Von Shah, transformational parenting coach, 891 if you have any questions for her. But tell me about your work in a family approaches. You and says to you know we have this young man over here and and we need a bit of your help. What are some of the uh, the situations you've dealt with and how have you been able to intervene? Look, how I normally work is I work with the parents. So, I, and usually it's only one parent, because mm -hmm. I normally find, um, I'm stereotyping, but it's often the moms who are worried about what's going on in the family. So, most of the time I get the mothers, and mm -hmm. they'll phone me and say, look, I'm having trouble with my child, I don't know what to do, and they come in and see me, and I actually work through with them on a personal process, taking them through their own transformation and helping them to be comfortable with making their own choices. Mm. Because we're bombarded out there with so much information. There are millions of parenting books and shows and um, there's just so much information and a lot of it is conflicting. Mm. So as a parent, you really need to, in your own household, decide how are we going to handle this? What is going to work for us? Mm -hmm. Not what's worked for somebody else's family and half the books you're getting are from different cultures and different countries and you just don't know where to turn. Right. So a lot of what I do is working with the parents through their own limiting beliefs and their own emotional baggage so that they can come to a place where they're comfortable making decisions that's going to work for them yeah. as a specific unit. If you have a teenage boy, I mean, that's, that's, there, there comes now a real challenge. You have a teenage boy who's 17 years old, does not express themselves uh, at all. This child does not express themselves at all. And, and then you have 
Um, you can see that this child is struggling with something, but to get them to open up becomes a difficult thing because for the past 16 years of their life, they've been told that you are a boy. You don't speak about your emotions. You don't show emotion. But at this point, it's necessary for you to do that. How do you as a parent start to, to, to break down those walls and say, okay, actually, I was wrong. We do need to talk about a few things. Well, you know, hopefully you start this in early childhood, mm. you know, keeping those conversations going. Mm. Um, you know, once you reach the teenage years, it's a lot harder then to pick up those conversations, but it's not impossible. And the thing there is actually to, to understand that child's world. So understand what's important to them, what they care about, because if you just come at them from your adult perspective with what's important to you and mm. you try talking to them, well, this is important now, we need to talk about it, they're going to shut you out. Right. So you need to engage in their world and you can draw out conversations from there. So if they are reading books, read the books that they're reading. Right. And then you can bring a discussion in around that. Mm. Or if they're watching movies, watch a movie with them. And then you can play a kind of game of, you know, what if you were them? Mm. So you can watch movies that you think may be relevant to what they're going through and say, wow, it looks like that character's got a really difficult choice to make now. What do you think you would do if you were them? Right. right. You know, then you're not making it about them. So it, it opens a safe space to talk about what they're going through without actually saying, yes, this is me. This is I'm about you. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Okay. So 0891 That's 0891 to give us a call. Uh, what is your approach on raising your son at home? Uh, 0891 And send your SMSs to 34701. I want to go back to um, the the positive male, male role models that you need to uh, make available to your child from a really young age, and 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 how um, young men can start understanding vulnerability from seeing it in their role models. Because a father will tell you that they're not comfortable with their children seeing them vulnerable, but that needs to happen so that the child can understand that this is natural. Yes, mm. it's absolutely essential that that happens. And what we often see, and I see this with boys and girls, is that the family has this idea that you shouldn't show emotion in front of the children. Mm. So you shouldn't fight in front of the children. You shouldn't cry in front of the children. You do that behind closed doors. Mm. And that's actually an incorrect approach because children need to see that as human beings, we go through all emotions, all of us, men and women. Mm. We all get sad. We all go through grief. We all experience anger and jealousy and um, rage and we all go through these things mm. so if they see the parents go through it and come out the other side of it then when they go through it themselves they can go well you know what I've seen this mm. my mother went through this or my father went through this and it lasted for a couple of days and then they were okay again right or they had a huge fight and they resolved it. And right. I saw that whole process happen. Mm -hmm. Now, if they've never seen that, and now they hit their teenage years where the hormones are raging and the emotions are going crazy, and they start to experience a strong emotion that they haven't witnessed in their family, right. they think there's something wrong with them. Mm. And this is where, you know, often you end up with these teenagers who become suicidal because they go through a feeling they break up with their girlfriend, you know, and now they're experiencing this incredible grief like they've never felt before. Mm. And if they've never seen somebody else go through grief and come out okay, okay on the other side, then they may feel, well, this is it. Mm. I'm going to feel like this forever. Nobody else feels like this, which means there's something wrong with me. Mm. And they start labeling themselves. So it's really important 
for both parents to show their children in front of you. You can fight in front of your kids. It's okay. Right. As long as you then show them that things get resolved, there's a way of sorting things out, and everyone's okay afterwards. Mm. But there's challenges as well, even in adulthood. Mm. All right? And you need to, you know, as a wife, as a husband, start to... To say, okay, no, I, I've, I've misunderstood what it means to be a man. Um, I have expected myself to be far more masculine than I needed to be. How do you start opening up those conversations, even in a marriage? Well, I mean, this is the thing where, you know, I'll work with whichever parent comes to me. And very often that is the mother, and there are issues like that. Mm. But then we work through, again, experience talking to that person in terms of what's important to them. Mm. So you can't just come at your husband and say, you need to be softer. <laughs> you, know, you need to start crying. Show some emotion. <laughs> yes. Have a little weep in front of your son. <laughs> because it's not going to happen. You know, there's so much yeah. baggage and there's so much conditioning that they must have gone through to come to that place. Right. So you'll need to explain it to them in a way that's important to them. So if it's important to them that their son does well in business, Mm. you know, then take it from that angle. You know if your son wants to do well in business, he actually needs to be emotionally intelligent Mm. because you can't handle money if you are not emotionally intelligent. Right. Because then every time the market fluctuates, you're going to have an emotional wobble and you're going to pull your money in and out and you're not going to handle it properly. You know, so I wonder how we could together teach our son to be emotionally intelligent you know right. what should we do about that right right so so that that, that then, then then you're you're working on a solution together exactly <laughs> okay so maybe then talk to us about how people can reach out for help because um that's a difficult thing and that's 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 not even just about men or women just to understand our roles as 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 the husband as the wife as a parent to a son um, the importance of being able to say, you know what, I need a little bit of help, and that's calling Mia and saying, you know, actually just give us a bit of advice here. Well, you know, there's so many avenues for help depending on what your problem is. Mm. You know, there there are many coaches, parenting coaches, there are um, educational psychologists, there's often people at the schools who can help you out, you know, give you some advice. There's so much information if you have access to the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all sorts of things. You just go and Google anything, you know, you will find people who can help you out. And it doesn't necessarily need to cost a lot either. You know, there are programs for people who um, are not financially okay but mm. need help with raising their children mm. uh, for, for for a father who's listening I'm, I'm, I find it so odd that there aren't calls because I thought you know we'd get some calls especially from the ladies but for fathers that are listening to this conversation right now and thinking no 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 this is this is nonsense so I, I don't want my son to be a sissy boy for them there's a threshold there's a okay look I, I, I'm okay with my son crying and showing emotion but there's a limit there's a point where he has to buck up and deal with it <laughs> so um, let's talk about what exactly we're talking about the mold of young man that we're talking about how he shows emotion the kind of strength that we're talking about just so that we can picture that balance that you're talking about Well, you know, the balance can come in even with the kind of father that you're talking about, and it naturally does in a family. So we do find balance coming into the system. So if the mother is particularly soft and gentle with the the boy, you know, and 
um, is very permissive and calm and allows him to cry and, you know, and has that side, mm. it will be natural for a father to come in and give the challenge. Mm. You know, there's always a balance of support and challenge in a family system, and that's actually the ultimate that we need for growth. So... I'm not saying, you know, for those fathers out there, they'll be happy to know. I'm not saying let's go totally soft. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. Not with boys or girls. Mm. We want to give them some challenge as well. So we need a balance of both of those. Yes, if you are hurting and you are crying, we don't want to tell any child, don't feel what you're feeling. Right. You are already feeling it. Mm. That's okay. But then, you know, you can challenge them later on and say, okay, well, what? why were you crying? What was that about? Mm. And is there a way you can handle it in future without losing your temper or without um, falling apart? Right. You know? right. And, and how do we get in touch with you then, Mia? Um, the easiest way is probably via my website. Okay. That's www.transformationalparenting.guru. <laughs> That's <laughs> very long. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Um, and then all my details are on there, phone numbers, email, everything. Email is usually best. I always have my phone off because I'm with clients. So. All right. So once again, the, the website, www.transformationalparenting.guru. Dot guru. I love the guru. That's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely great. And and the kind of assistance that then you're able to give me if I am a single mother, if I am a father who, who who feels like I need a little bit of help with my little boy. I actually cater depending on the individual situation. So what I'll normally do is have um, a first consultation where I will sit for two hours and just ask questions and so that I can get my head around what your family situation is, what's mm. going on there, how much of it is your problem mm. and how much of it is the child. Mm. Because very often parents come to me saying that the child has a problem and the child is doing this and that. And once I actually get an understanding of the family system, I know that it's the parent that needs to change. That's <laughs> never easy to hear. Yes. That's never easy to hear. And then, and then you're able to help the parents deal with some of the challenges that they're seeing. Then. Yes. So then I'll take them through if it's something that they need to work on, if there's emotional baggage that is coming out. Very often it's limiting beliefs around parenting and around their role as a parent and what's okay, what's not okay. So we clear out those sort of things and then work with whatever the particular problem is, just taking them through some coping skills for them, um, how they can implement those changes within their home just to shift that family dynamic. All right. So we're going to get in touch with you, Mia. Give us that website one more time just because I like hearing the guru part. <laughs> <laughs> it's www.transformationalparenting.guru. All right. Uh, just, to, just before I let you go, here's an SMS that says, where do you draw the line between aggression and doing what one wants? Aggression and doing what one wants. Mm. Well, look, there is a point where we have to go, um, we need to raise our boys to have respect for themselves and respect for other people. Mm. So there is definitely a line where we say the emotion is fine, but the behavior is not. Mm. So you are not judged for having an emotion. Whether, that can be rage. We all feel rage sometimes. Mm. You know, So you can have that. But it is not allowed to impact other people in terms of hurting other people in your space. Right. So if you're going to do that, then we've got to draw a line. You can't just do whatever you like. You can't go around bashing people over the head with your cricket bat or whatever. We've got mm. to draw a line there. But then to work with that child and say, 
you know what, we all feel like that sometimes. Right. You know, there are times I feel like bashing someone's head against the wall. <laughs> it's okay. Right, but it's not all right to go ahead and do it. But we don't go ahead and do it. So yeah. how can we help you to find other solutions where you can express your anger without hurting other people? Right. And it's finding an outlet, a constructive yes. outlet for yes. the child. Mia, thank you so much for joining us. Such a pleasure having you. Mia Von Shah, who is a, a transformational parenting coach. Uh, get in touch with her on www.transformationalparenting.guru. Thank you so much, Naledi. It's lovely being here. All right. You're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.